everybody. Welcome to the panel 50 Shades of Blackface. Thank you for coming out tonight. Um, to start with, just so we all know that we are in the right place, I'm going to read the description of the panel. Um, <laughs> the desire for realism is high in the cosplay community, but when does it go too far? Is it okay to change skin tone to emulate the character of a different race? Is it necessary? What is the difference between looking like another race and another species? Um, I have one other thing to read, but that is a panel that we are at, Fifty Shades of Blackface. Um, the other thing is, we all love Convergence, that's why we're here, and Convergence runs on volunteers, and they always need volunteers. Um, so please, if you are into that, visit their table, volunteer, help make this con the amazing thing that it, we all love. So, yes. Um, we'll start out by going through each of the panelists. They'll say a little something about themselves, any social media stuff that they have. Let you know who is talking to you. Starting over here. So I'm Sarah. I'm I go by Old Sicily on the Facebooks, and I generally spend a lot of time getting into lots of arguments with people who decide to dismiss racism and the importance of representation in media, or generally say anti-black or racist things. So this is right up my alley. <laughs> Except I don't have to argue with you guys. It's great. <laughs> um. Well, I'm Charlene. Uh, I've been a cosplayer for like five years. I've been black for 27. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's pretty much me. Uh, my name is Justin Grays. Um, I work in the theater. I work for Illusion Theater in downtown Minneapolis. I blog. Uh, you can check out my blog by scanning this uh, QR code here, or you can ask me later, and I will, you know, tell you what the website name is. Um, about half the things I do are do my best to educate people. I used to be in education. Uh, and the other half of the things I do is rant and lecture, because sometimes you just need a rant and lecture. Uh, yeah, so I am here. I'm glad to see you all here. And I hope you all spread the word about everything. Hi, everybody. I'm Morgan. Uh, been a nerd for, like, ever. Been black forever as well. Um, I spend most of my time just enjoying nerdy things and being the token black person in most situations. All right, and I am your friendly moderator, Stephanie. You can find me on Facebook or whatever at Kyola Cosplay. Um, we are just going to start out. I'd kind of like you to go back down the line and just talk about individual experiences in this community with sort of people not being very sensitive about race because I think on the internet especially, it's very easy to dehumanize these things. And you're looking at all of us, and we've all experienced it. So I'd like to have you all say something about it. Sure. So I often pass as white. And when I don't pass as white, I get treated very differently by people like police or people who are following me around in a business. Um, and my mother is Japanese. She's from Okinawa. And so they're an ethnic minority in Japan. So. I already am kind of annoyed when people are like, oh my god, Japan is so awesome. It's like such a cool culture. They're really racist, though. Mm -hmm. So it's really not that awesome. Like, there's good and bad things. And so part of that weird fan club of Japan is weeaboos who will like dress up in like anime type stuff. And a lot of them will do face. And that's pretty gross. Uh, but I address that being gross with the understanding that like that grossness is not on the same level as blackface, that in a different context in America. So 
it's less of a personal thing for me and more of a, if people are being, are there kids here? No? When people are being, being fuck faces about this, you know, like, if they're gonna be fuck faces about, like, Asians, they're gonna be fuck faces about other people too, and I think it's important to nip that in the bud right away. Uh, well, um, as far as cosplay goes, I try my hardest to, well, like, I've learned to augment myself, like, to cosplay as characters that are black or that are vague, um, so that people don't do that cute microaggression by calling me, oh, you're black rogue, oh, you're black Sailor Moon, like, no, I'm, I'm just Sailor Moon, I'm just rogue, you don't have to put the qualifier in there, um, but, like, Every, like every day, like when Halloween rolls around, I have to be confronted with it like every second of every day, other people like using people's races and skin color as like costumes. And I don't see that as often here, but I still see it. And it's, it's very uncomfortable to exist knowing that like anything that you dress up as is going to have like a little qualifier put on it that makes them think of like that has them show that they think of you as that first but they also don't acknowledge that they're just using that piece of you when they cosplay when they wear costumes it's it's been a weird experience <laughs> yes um so there's a fellow who goes to Convergence. I don't know if he's here this year because I kind of stopped talking to him a while ago. Have you ever played Team Fortress 2? All right, so you all remember Demoman, right? The uh, Scottish guy who also happens to be black. So this guy I know, he, uh, he dresses Demoman, which isn't a problem. If you dress as Demoman, you could do it well. I've seen it done by many people. Got to get the right outfit, put the right stuff on get the right mannerisms. It's not hard. Um, he tried to get me to absolve him from actually doing blackface for it. Uh, he said, well, I don't see what the problem was with it. You know, I just put on some makeup. Everyone, you know, I thought everyone else was doing a poor job with their contouring lines. I was like, mm, no, fellow, no. <laughs> this this is blackface, and you should know that. You're about my age. You should be very well aware of it, especially if you say you know all these things that you, you know, say you do. Um, hopefully that isn't as much of a problem coming up in the future here, but we all know it's going to be. Uh, TV shows like to make fun of it still. Um, what is that show? Uh, it's always sunny, I think, does it still? Um, and, you know, there's kids out there who uh, are watching that. I mean, there was a kid recently who dressed up as Malcolm X and didn't do blackface. He put on the glasses, put on a suit, adopted the mannerisms, and did it well. Because he realized it's how you act and how you dress. And that's all you need. And we just need to do a better job of getting that across. It's not the color of the skin. And you should not be doing this entire history of aggression. It's just playing the character. 
I would say a lot of my experiences, um, I kind of only really go to Convergence. I've kind of branched out um, in the last couple of years, but a lot of my experiences have been white people um, coming up to me and making a comment about a, a white person dressing up as a black character. I remember, especially last year, the Firefly meetup, and there were a couple of white people dressed up as Zoe. And they seemed to kind of approach me like, oh, she shouldn't really be wearing that. She can be Kaylee or she can be Inara. And my issue with that is Zoe's a badass character. I feel like everyone should dress up as her. And I kind of, it's kind of like one of those deals where they're really trying hard not to be racist. And then they end up being racist. I don't care if she's dressed up as Zoe and she's a white person. She had a really nice wig to do the curly black hair or the brown hair. Um, and just a gorgeous outfit, just, uh, um, you know, just spot on. And she was, I took her picture. Um, I talked to her a little bit. Um, but it, it, it's, I get a lot of that actually. Um, just like people attempting not to be racist and then kind of making a comment, probably trying to like, oh, she probably thinks the same thing when I don't, you know, it's cosplay. We're all fans. So dress up whoever you want to be. But yeah, adopt the mannerisms, get the costume right. Um, wigs really go a long way. Um, and just dress up as your favorite character. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> Going off of that a little bit, um, when, like, we all have favorite characters, and a lot of the time they don't look exactly like us. Um, if you guys are cosplaying or you see other cosplayers, how much do you take into consideration how much they look like their characters? Because it's like, we we don't have all the characters that look like us and being asked to like absolve other people who are sort of taking your characters um goes both ways but people don't want it to go both ways does that make sense of the question you guys yeah. sort of like do you how much do you pay attention to the trade-off between look and character we'll go the opposite yeah. direction since <laughs> kind of pivoting occurs. Um, like I said, we're all fans and we can dress up as whoever we want. A lot of times you see that body type is one of the the main topics that they bring up. You know, you're too big to play that character. You're too small to play that character. And it really doesn't matter. Um, usually I just look at the costume, um, no matter what quality it is. Um, wigs, I just love looking at wigs. They just fascinate me. I can't, for the life of me, manipulate one. Um, <laughs> Uh, I like shoes a lot, not wearing them, but I like looking at shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like the amount of love and attention that they put in it. Um, you know, even if it's just like a nerdy t-shirt that, you know, you see a lot of people wearing, we're all nerds here. And I think there's enough problems that we should be worrying about then who looks exactly like the character you're dressing up as. Yeah, I am the same way. Um, it's not the quality of the costume. It is how much uh, how much you're having fun with it. Uh, so, you know, have at it. You know, if you're only able to afford cardboard, you know, rock the hell out of that out of that cardboard. If you're able to go all out and get the pneumatic Iron Man suit with that face mask that responds to your eye twitches, <laughs> then. Then you're a great engineer, and I have no idea how the hell you do that because <laughs> I'm not an engineer. You know, I'm an anthropologist, but you know, just enjoy it. It's fine. Uh, 
Like, I, I usually just view people's cosplays as, like, uh, acting performance. Like, I, I love the way that a person embodies their character while they're doing whomever they are. Um, so, for me, like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter exactly, like, it matters a little bit the clothes, it matters a little bit, like, how you look, but not as much. Like, if, like you said, like, if you're just in cardboard and duct tape, that's cool. But, like, if you're in cardboard and duct tape and you're, like, really doing it, like, you're just, you're at, like, level 10 with it, like, I'm with you there. Like, it's still, <laughs> it's still, like, the best cosplay I've ever seen because, like, you're in it to win it. And I feel like that's the most important thing. And I can't sew for shit. So <laughs> I'll be wearing an outfit tomorrow that is partly hand-sewn by me. And it doesn't look good, but it's kind of obvious for anyone who knows, like, Nalushka, that that's what I'm hinting at. Yeah. And I think that when whatever you're cosplaying, you're signaling that that's something you really dig for whatever reason. And I think that's awesome. And there's always the wow factor if you have it. Like, there was a Sansa, like, three years ago mm -hmm. who was like her bone structure and every, like, she looked a lot like the actress. I'm like, that's really awesome. Yeah. Even if she'd had different bone structures, still would have been an amazing costume, but that was kind of the, oh, you kind of went with what you got mm. and really, like, emphasized it, and I think that's great. But in the end, it's like, are you being awesome? Are you having a good time? Mm. Are you not being an offensive fuckface? Good. <laughs> Congrats. We can all have fun together. That's my new favorite word, fuck. We use it all the time now. <laughs> Name of the panel. <laughs> all right, um, so that was a little more on clothing. Going back to actual skin color and makeup, uh, I feel like we've definitely seen some really uh, impressive, for all of the wrong reasons, makeup jobs of skin color that is not the color of that person. Um, because there is a different cultural context for blackface, in America versus blackface in Europe. When you see a European cosplayer doing that or an Asian cosplayer doing that, do you give them more of a pass than you would an American cosplayer? Oh, I'll, I'll feel that. <laughs> <laughs> so in Japan, there's a subgenre, subculture. It's not as popular now, but it's called gangudo, gangudo. So they're Asian girls, Japanese girls who purposely tan, they'll even like wear really dark bronzer and like foundation and then have really bright blonde hair. And gangudo means like face black. Mm. But they're not trying to be black. There's a whole different subset of girls trying to be B-girls where they appropriate like black hairstyles and stuff and it's really bad because Asian hair is not meant to do that. <laughs> uh, and I mean, I don't give them a pass because it's still shitty. And I don't feel like intent is magic. Just because you didn't mean to hurt someone doesn't mean that you didn't fucking hurt them. Mm. But they're doing it in a different context. So when I see it, I'm not cool with it. If my friends were ever to do that, or my like my family members were ever to do that stuff, they would hear from me yeah. in detail. <laughs> but yeah, it's coming, it's in a different context. Whereas here, if you're doing it like, really? Like you, you don't know about minstrels? Like, it's 2017, you haven't heard about it, it's the internet, you can Google it. So I definitely have less patience for people who claim ignorance here than people who claim ignorance of the American specific context of it outside of America. And if they're from America, 
I find like um, like my initial reaction never can change. I don't think with seeing people do uh, that. Um, but like like it's my my initial reaction is is usually to try like the gentlest approach. Like, hey, buddy, could you maybe not? Could you not do that? <laughs> um, and there's like there's no way I don't think for me to know immediately that this person isn't from here, so that's why I try with the blanket like thing, like this is offensive to people, maybe not do that. I think when it comes into being like that they put resistance into it, like this is my right to do, I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, now you're getting the full treatment, yeah. um, cause it's not. Um. I, for the most part, do not um, give uh, people internationally more leeway uh, because, you know, we live in the future. They should know better, in my opinion. Um, I'm reminded of a wedding celebration in, I can't remember if it was Australia or New Zealand, but someone was like, yeah, I love Africa. Let's all dress up as African tribesmen and paint our skin black and uh, carry around spears and dress in loincloth. And the rest of the world is like, or, well, I shouldn't say the rest of the world. It should be more like the United States is like, what the fucking hell are you doing? That it, you should not be doing that. What the hell? They're going, well, no offense. I mean, you know, we don't know better. We're, you know, in Oceania. We don't have this history. Well, yes, you do. You have uh, the Aboriginal peoples there who have to uh, deal with similar crap that y'all are doing. You're just, you know, putting the focus elsewhere to try to get away with it. And on the other hand, and I wrote this down, there's the Dutch tradition of Zwart Piet. Pretty much around Christmas time, people put on blackface to be Santa Claus's assistant and tell stories and crap. It's like, no. I, I understand it's tradition, <laughs> but you shouldn't hold on tradition to tradition for tradition's sake. Uh, there is a time and place to remember tradition, and sometimes it belongs in a museum. Wow, that's the second time this weekend I've referenced Indiana Jones. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm going with that. I'm going to be a little bit of a devil's advocate. Um, for European, it's very important to remember that European nations don't really have U.S. history. Um, we're we're a very um, conceited country, I would say, where we, we do feel like everyone else knows about America and all of our history and our background, and not a lot of places actually do that. Um, in reference to just European cosplayers and blackface, I feel like education is always very important. Um, I think that's important for everything, and when that situation does arise, it is very important to open the conversation. Um, and I was talking to a couple friends earlier when I told them I was on this panel and they were asking, well, what do we do as white people when other white people 
do blackface. And it's just open up the conversation. White people don't have to be afraid to bring up the conversation of race or blackface if there's no black people around. And I think that's very important as well. But education is always very important. And you do encounter a lot of belligerence as well. Um, and people handle that in different ways. You know, they get, you know, very aggressive and stand their ground. And it's really up to you. Um, in regards to the Dutch tradition, I, um, I'm a big fan of um, mythology and the occult and stuff. Um, I was having another conversation with a friend where a lot of the European gods are described as black, not like, you know, brown skin, but just like black, like the color black. Um, and just history-wise, that is the tradition of European. It's important to know that they don't have the same past that America has with slavery and with um, the period after slavery and with blackface. Um, I wouldn't say give them the benefit of the doubt, but again, education-wise. In regards to the Dutch tradition, it's very, very iffy. I can understand their position. Um, personally, I'm not comfortable with it, but it's also important to know that they didn't have the same history as us, and they might not have that same education as us. Um, but now it's been brought to light and people have been, you know, talking against it. And I feel like just for sensitivity's sake, maybe it does belong in a museum. Um, if I may go off of that, uh, Europe has an extensive history with Africans. Yes, yes, um, absolutely. Two of the <laughs> Roman emperors were black Africans. And the uh, Europeans have been doing a systematic erasure of... Euro-Africanism for several centuries. Uh, there were Africans in, you know, the uh, English and British courts. Uh, I mean, the royal courts, not the judicial courts. Mm -hmm. And there were, uh, you know, black Africans in France. Uh, you know, black Africans ruled Spain for a while. Uh, they do have a history with Africans and dark-skinned people, yeah. which they have systematically removed, um, and I don't think it's all right to give them, uh, you know, any benefit of a doubt of saying that you know they don't have the same, you know, they don't have the same history that we have, but they do have a history that they have either actively or passively chosen to ignore, even from their own, uh, even from their own murals and paintings. You know the Renaissance era paintings that have black people in it, and then people saying, "Well, there aren't black people in the Renaissance." Yes, there were lots of black people in the Renaissance. Even your own art says that. And I don't think it's personally. I don't think it's fair to say that they should get that uh, benefit either. Well, yeah, they definitely do have a history of it, um, a long history, just as complex and, and um, terrible <laughs> as ours. Um, mostly in the context of slavery and then the Reconstruction period, there has never been an example of slavery so horrific as the American um, slavery system. And then afterwards, um, the deliberate, you know, what's the word? <laughs> oppression, thank you, the oppression of black people. Um, and just like that deep set racial hate um, I know the erasure, that's a, its own form of hatred, but there is like a real violent hate that I feel like only America has.
possibly respond to that? Yeah. Well, doing my best to stay in my lane. Um, when we talk about this work yet thing, I mean, it's been like the last five years or so that it's been blowing up every yeah. year. Mm -hmm. And then there's always like some supposedly Dutch person in the thread being like, well, we abolished slavery way before. You <laughs> still like had slavery. Yeah. Like you, you don't get to like pretend that because you got rid of it first that you're cool. You still have So that that's something that I think, yeah, I think that the, I, there was this really, really great presentation where this woman used a pie chart to express black people's history in America. And it's here's the however many years. And for this many years, black people were in America as slaves. And then, you know, emancipation happened, but then there's Jim Crow. And then this is the little sliver of time in America in which black people were not officially a segregated society. Whereas in Europe, the slavery is a smaller part of the pie chart, but it's still there. Yeah. And that's why, like, when you say you're uncomfortable with it, yeah, like, yeah. They, they can try to dress it up all they want to be yeah. like, He's his friend, and it's like we're honoring him because he's like his friend. It's like, well. <laughs> I mean, you can always, you, anytime we're having a discussion like this, we can really always go back to colonialism and just how people from Europe with sailboats ruined a lot of things. All white people are bad. <laughs> I'm um, just kidding. You guys but are yes, we are, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna start going into questions from you guys. Um, after that, uh, we are gonna start right over there because your hand was up first. I just wanted, yeah, I think around the colonialism bit that like the Dutch, um, all of those colonial powers within Africa or within Europe were slave traders as well. Like they were directly involved with it, and then they also had colonies in the Caribbean, where you know if they weren't in their own country having slaves. The colonies definitely weren't. Um, so you see France, Spain, Portugal, um, and and then the Netherlands as well, as well as England and things like that. So there is that connection. Yeah. They can't. They oh yeah, Dutch were yeah, hugely absolutely. involved. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of feel like, is it easier for European countries to forget slavery because they don't have such a violent history? Like, it's still, like, going on in America where this is a huge problem. Um, is it, like, so easy for Europeans to forget that, oh, yeah, we did slavery for a bit, but we got rid of it, like, so quick, and America did it for so long, so stop looking at us. <laughs> <laughs> more questions though yeah. getting back to yeah. <laughs> 50 shades of blackface <laughs> i'm going to go in the back to lady robin yes thank you no just to kind of piggyback off of that um all that i was thinking about when you mentioned that was when the like uh belgians were occupying like people in the congo that's like what i first think about when you're thinking about like violence uh, like mm -hmm. violent colonialism in european history is the belgians like I, I suppose I'm, I'm definitely like first to say that I'm not an expert in like American slavery, but I just have read like a, a, good, a good amount about like what Belgians did to like the people of the Congolese people, and it's pretty horrific. Um, so like just like what you're saying, like yeah. Europe definitely should not be like excused from the fact that they have had a violent like history of colonialism because anything with like any of the African. Um, colonies that are now like countries it's like they're there because of super violent like gentrification and colonialism with the europeans like most notably the belgian congo like 
occupation, you know, how they, I mean, like, women and children even, like, suffered horrifically under that rule and under that, like, colonialism, so most definitely should not be excused from, like, that discussion is <laughs> all I'm trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Professor. So, to hear from the European yes. kind of thing, um, talking about cosplay and costumes in particular, um, I notice it seems like more, not blackface, but other cultures are the ones that you see still see professional costumes being made of. So yeah. You still see like native costumes, you still see saris and things like that being used as costumes. So talking about like using extant people who are right. still actively wearing those things as right. costume. So is there, I guess, an African like experience in that where there are still costumes that are being professionally produced that are problematic? Or do you see more, this is my homemade racism and I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, cheap, shitty Halloween stores. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have Afros no, and, like, Kim costumes and shit. Yeah. I, I feel like it doesn't go... Sorry to moderate my way in here. No. <laughs> I feel like Africa has been as, both culturally and as an entire continent, relegated below Europe for so long, and also Asia, just, like, generally everybody north of the equator. Um, that it's not a costume that people are going to do because it's already been something that they've been told for so long is below. Whereas the costumes that people are doing are commoditized cultures, and we're not really commoditizing Africa anymore. So that's... Well, yeah. have any of you all seen uh, any African stuff in the stores? Anybody at all? Like recently? Rastafarian stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's not. But I mean, like, uh, for Halloween, you know. Uh, Egyptian. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> like, I think the thing that I'm worried about, like, with the Black Panther movie coming up, is that happening. Like, commoditizing um, Africa. Yes. <laughs> and just, like, and the fact that they can't make it, like, like, because they're afraid of being sued for not getting the copyright to actively make these costumes, that they're just being like, oh, we're just going to sell racism because we know that you want a cosplay, but we can't actually put the names to these characters. We're just going to put the clothes to these characters. Yeah. And it's just like some watered down, like, acetate looking gross <laughs> piece of garbage <laughs> that they're going to sell for 60 bucks. And it's mm -hmm. not the main be great. problem with that as well is Wakanda is a fictional place, and I feel like they'll try to use that as, oh, it's not Africa, it's Wakanda. It's totally different, so it's not racist. And it's like the connotations there are still really racist. Yeah. <laughs> fictional you know, place or not. Didn't Disney have a problem recently with uh, Moana costumes yeah. and the. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it happened to uh, those of Polynesian descent, it's probably going to happen to those of African descent. We're going to go down front. Uh, because talking about blackface, which is a makeup practice, is kind of, uh, it, for me, it falls flat as a conversation if you remove it from minstrelsy, which is like the acting style. Can you just please put that line for people who are wondering between adopting the mannerisms, as you said, and becoming a walking stereotype at a con? Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. Um, 
Is everybody okay? The vet just started speaking. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, uh, adopting the mannerisms of that specific character, I should be more specific. Um, you know how uh, when people imitate uh, Shatner or Obama, it's how you know Shatner has very short, um, short phrases in each of his sentences, whereas Obama tends to speak slowly and then very quickly then slowly again. Um, everyone has their uh, their own little mannerisms. Whereas in blackface there's a lot of minstrel uh, shucking and jiving where it's a huge stereotype of everybody. Where, um, um, how do I put this? Where it is a caricature of an entire group of people, of the entire race. Um, if you're trying to be one person, you're trying to emulate that one person as a person. It is a character, and it's okay to be that character because you are paying homage to them as they are on screen or in the book. Um, but uh, doing the blackface is not that. Doing the blackface is just... Uh, pretending to be thug by using weird turns of phrase that don't actually make sense while wearing your pants around your knees and pretending to be a black person because you can and carrying a piece of watermelon, like in Dear White People, which is a great movie, and I hope you all watch it. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, either of you decide amongst yourselves. <laughs> so, so this sort of intersects weirdly when we talk about issues of representation. So, like, especially in like anime, if you have like your favorite one and they've got like one black character who is a black stereotype, who now the community has kind of rallied around as like, you know, this is one of the characters that we get and we're going to turn it into a good thing. And then you have people cosplaying. A character who is is a stereotype written as a stereotype in order for it to be positive, I guess. And so I guess my question is, there are a lot of nuances to that. I'm not really sure how that would also intersect with blackface. Um, well, I think there's ways where you can play characters and cut out the shit that's shitty. <laughs> like, if someone is a stereotype, but now because of representation or whatever new angle or fandom, they've morphed into, the perception about them has morphed, that perception still doesn't change if, like, I, I don't know what anime you're talking about, but like, if they're like, doing a weird voice once in a while, when they get really excited and it's kind of this like weird, fake, blackity black thing, like, you know, maybe don't do that part and just do all the awesome parts of their character. Because I, you know, when it comes down to it, like we love the characters for the cool things that they do. Hopefully we don't love them for being shit. No, I shouldn't say that a lot of people. So never mind. But yeah. But there are some characters that as brown people with fewer characters to play, you'll be like, they're a little problematic, but I still really do like that character. Do you guys have characters like that? I never got into anime. Or just anywhere. It doesn't have to be anime. <laughs> no, no? I got no idea. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, at the moment, it might later. 
just pop I'll back you know. into that because I'm like also trying I to I feel think. like it, it goes into that realm of um, the token black person. Usually it's like the... Ollie the weatherman. Yeah, Ollie the weatherman. <laughs> Because he's just like a loud black person, and it's like he's just there for the comedic relief when it's not funny, it's in bad taste, um, and racist, um, but all racism is in bad taste, so, um, Ollie's a good one. But also, like, just like the older, wiser black man who gives the white protagonist the advice that he needs to go and fight the bad guy, it's just like... <laughs> That's generally, yeah, it goes into the realms of what stereotypes are playing. I have a character that's kind of the opposite of that, that I was thinking of a little while ago. Uh, like, in my favorite fandom, Welcome to Night Vale. Um, oh. <laughs> um, in the first season, there was a character, Hachi Tracker. And he was a white guy who wore an Indian headdress and said that he used mystical Indian magics to track down, like, mystical stuff. And the person who's narrating in the show is very obvious about how he hates this fucking guy. <laughs> because his shit's real racist. And, like, they make that really blatant, that he's... He's a guy who, in his actions, tries to do the right thing, but is really gross all of the time. And for some reason, part of the cosplay community that was around that show was like, let's cosplay this character. And I'm like, no. And, like, <laughs> and like, there was so much drama centered around, oh, but we know that he's a bad character. We know that he's a racial stereotype. I'm like, yeah, but that's why you shouldn't be him, honey. <laughs> like, don't do it. Because it, 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 like, nobody's going to track that outside of the fandom. They're just going to look at you and be like, that's just a white person in a headdress. What are you doing? And even if they do track it, why, 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 why? No. <laughs> it's just in bad taste. It, yeah. It's just... Uh, Mr. Miyagi is like a big one for me where he's this positive guy and he's the good guy and for that. Um, but show me a fucking Japanese person who talks like that. You're not going to find one because that's not how Japanese people grammar in English. So... Um, that was irritating, and I'm not going to ever throw shade at people who are from a certain culture and play a stereotype because everyone got, you know, everyone has to eat, <coughs> and that's fine. Um, and he became a beloved character, but if someone were to cosplay Mr. Miyagi, I would hope that they weren't walking around going, wax on, wax off. Mm -hmm. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck you again. Look at the other half of these guys up here. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have uh, cosplayed quite a few times and have thrown out a few cosplay ideas, specifically because of the fear of implied blackface, even if I wasn't planning on doing that kind of makeup. Uh, things specifically like the uh, awesome armor of Black Panther or Spartan, uh, John Diggle in Arrow, uh, or uh, Guardian, uh, who was Jimmy Olsen. Uh, race changed to black, race bent to black in Supergirl. <coughs> I, I would pull off really great costumes out of those, but if I pulled off my helmet, 
and I was a white person, I fear that some poor little black boy who was excited about me would be let down. Um, that kind of implied black face suggests to me that maybe it's not a good idea to ever do that kind of thing, even if it puts the character out there as a representation. Like, I would say no. You're a fan. If you want to be Black Panther, I would say go rock that Black Panther outfit. It doesn't matter if you're white or black if you're a fan. It's, it's important to the character because he is from an African nation, but you're a fan and you every we idolize the people that we dress up as. And I think it's perfectly okay if you want to dress up. I've as been, in black in context I'm also Canadian, so I would be very <laughs> apologetic. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna say like you can only dress up as Canadian characters. That's right. bullshit. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> cool. I had never really thought about uh, the importance of how helmets that will obscure the facial features would play out in such a situation. Um, though I do believe I would still can say, go ahead and you know rock that Black Panther because you know Black Panther's cool. I swear to God, if you're not and, wearing uh, a mask, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, I am not going to restrict you to Alpha Flight because you know I then I never even heard of Alpha Flight until Justin Trudeau became Prime Minister. I'll be honest. <laughs> I feel like when I was a kid, I would have just appreciated seeing somebody like who was a character who was black. Like not that the person inside was black, but that the character in general was a black person. I feel like if I saw a Black Panther cosplay, I don't care who's underneath. Like that to me still rings as a little bit of representation on the floor. Like it would kind of feel good to see more characters that I identify with more than I would care who's behind the mask. Yeah, yeah, like you just want everybody to like the characters that you like. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you. There, there's a show on it, but I'll take it. off of that. Yeah. Um, I, um, thank you for saying that, and thank you for but. Um, well, no, there's no but. And that ties in with one of my main ideas about this whole question, is uh, one of the things in representation that we wrestle with is that because of the very nature, the foundation and the current OS of the United States of America, people of color are constantly and are constantly expected to identify with people who don't look like them, people who do not have, who have variances in experiences. Um, white Americans don't have that expectation thrust on them. And so then you get answers from, from focus groups and such. It's like, well, I couldn't identify with that character. You have people who look at Luke Cage, that show Luke Cage, and Iron Fist, and Luke Cage is a higher quality show, but Iron Fist rings truer to them because they just can't get into this big, bald, black guy who's closer to the everyman than freaking Danny Rand is. I haven't met a single person who's thought that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're, well, you are unfortunate because you're not the right <laughs> <laughs> But 
But so as somebody at a con in Las Vegas two weeks ago, I saw two guys who were not black dressing up in Black Panther armor, and they didn't even they didn't even they didn't black up. They were just like, boom, I'm a white guy dressed as T'Challa, and that is an indicator of that very identification that we're asking for, that we're looking for. And if you, you know, you encounter uh, a black kid who, you know, if, if you're dressed as T'Challa and you take off your helmet and there's a black kid going, wait, you know, that black kid says, I wait, I thought he's black. And it's like, I think he's cool too. You know, it's just, okay. Yeah, it's like, I think he's cool too. Because, because that's why I'd be cosplaying as any of these characters, because <laughs> yeah. they're bad exactly. actors. <laughs> because it's like that, that same hero that speaks to you speaks to me too, even though I don't look like that person. And that is a very valuable thing. That is part of that. That is a big, significant step against the erasure of identity that is generally expected to be considered belonging under the banner of what is American, or what is North American, or United States of American. Because erasure is a requisite of being American, historically and currently still. Yeah. So for you to do that, would be a good, significant blow against that, I think. Yeah. And for anybody who wanted to do that. Absolutely. Yep. Yellow shirt. Actually, some feedback on these two, point, two points. What kind of, for people who are, people who are, going to, who are going to see this but have an opposite reaction, for example, the Dora Milaje that are going to be in Black Panther, when that comes out, you're going to have it's not just about it's going to be a bevy of different characters, primarily based on African-based clothing and dress. Not without, without masks, that will be people wanting to cosplay. Is there, what kind of could we expect though for people who are going to see um, a white woman dressed up as Dormelage, as saying it's some, as just someone who is white dressing up as in African clothing? Uh, are, we going to, are we going to see any kind of negative backlash in terms of people who just, who are, who feel so hurt by cultural trends that that would help you out in the past. Something I've, something I've seen a lot lately is because of what is because of our history, there are people who are so hurt that things that may not be necessarily meant as offensive or meant to be hurtful but actually meant could be taken in a negative way. Is that something, is that something that we're going to possibly see a lot of? Is that something, is there a way that we can mitigate that? So, to clarify, are you worrying about um, sort of the backlash against white people cosplaying as white people in the these costumes? Yeah, we're about backlash of people who uh, people seeing we're wearing these costumes as offensive, especially ones that basically just look like African dress. Since most a lot of a lot of the characters in Black Panther are people in just normal African clothes who happen to be major political figures or or warriors in in Wakanda. Is there is there a potential for how big of a potential do you think there is for people for people of color to take that offensively or negatively in some way? Kind of it coming across like people dressing as Indians on Halloween sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So. I feel like when the Black Panther movie comes out, if there's very distinct costumes that everyone can identify, that character that you're playing, it won't be a problem. When it comes to kind of the extras and just the general cultural outfits, then we get into that gray area where some people may find it offensive, other people may not, um, and it's definitely a gray area that we will have to watch out for. And then you do get in the lines of you know people dressing up in Indian costumes for Halloween and thinking it harmless. 
Um, yeah, I really, I don't have like a straight answer for you. It's, it's very difficult to gauge, especially since I haven't really seen a lot of the costumes, but it's definitely, it's gonna be one of those problems that we're gonna be very aware of as a community. Humans are great at fucking things up. <laughs> so, um, I imagine there's going to be lots of issues, just from at least from the segment of the population who will, who will not have seen Black Panther because they're not geeks, or because they do not hang around the right circles to have heard of Black Panther. Um, it can go either way, but humans are great at screwing things up. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> Anything over here? I mean, I, I think that part of it also has to do with who's creating it and what... Like with Luke Cage, I was super excited that there was a show that was for black people. It was for everybody, but there were a lot of messages in there that were not going to delve into like Black History 101. Like they were just name-dropping people who you know them or you don't. And I think that Black Panther is going to be doing a certain level of that because it's coming from a specific place where black people are actually have agency and things aren't just happening to them. And so, because I'm really excited to see the costumes because the trailer looked amazing. But yeah, I mean, I, I would hope that some white dudes not like doing a fake like green faceplate or anything. That would be kind of <laughs> I would not love that. But I think that if if your costume could be mistaken as just a general like dashiki, then is it really a costume? I have something on this one though, just real quick. Um, I am really excited for Black Panther because of it being Black Panther, but I'm also like kind of excited that there's gonna be costumes of people of color that white people are gonna wear that they cannot be recognized in for like 20 minutes. Like as a costumer, when you're like the black whatever, like these guys can now be the white whatever. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, pretty hyped about that. <laughs> uh, there was. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, Him in the front is okay. Well, yeah. Hi. Um, <laughs> I can't have this conversation without thinking about uh, about uh, uh, Condor from a few years ago, and she was black, and she did Snow White, and it was the most amazing thing, and because she she did yes. Mine. Uh, and she, but she, her, she put so much effort into that costume, and you know she looked so good in it that uh, I can't even think about this topic without that. But that's not what I want to talk about. As someone who is interested in helping out with when conversations go south with regards to you know cosplay and uh, blackface and that sort of thing, how do we handle? Uh, intellectual properties that are inherently uh, problematic, like Ghost in the Shell. Uh, if somebody starts, does the the major from, uh, obviously the major from that movie, which is itself whitewashed, um, you know, do we talk about that, or can you speak on that a little bit? Can I have some VPs about this real quick? Thanks. <laughs> Ghost in the Shell was really frustrating. Uh, I even had frustrating conversations with my friends who were like, but she's a cyborg and cyborgs don't have race. And it's like, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but 
I thought it was funny because there were a lot of like Asian comedy like YouTubers and stuff who were making fun of oh what are they gonna do and they like they're like oh we have to make her look Asian though so they were putting like a rice hat on her and all the like a like a mustache and everything and then when you actually see the previews her makeup is done to make her look Asianish and I'm like. Bitch, hire a fucking Asian person then. Like, you don't have to go through all that work to make this white lady look slightly Asian while at the same time arguing that, you know, Motoko does not look Asian in the anime. Like, choose a fucking side. So, anyway, I think that um, if someone were to dress up as the major, they should do that and maybe not, like, slant their eyes when they do it. And not pretend that they were born into a white body, but really, originally, they were Japanese. I think <laughs> I think hitting him in the pocket is um, a very good move. Um, from my understanding, Ghost in the Shell didn't do very well. They didn't make nearly as much money as they wanted to, and that is a start. Um, I really love the internet because then you can see all the fans. Like we don't want Scarlett Johansson as this character, um, and it does go a long way. Um, it might not seem like it's um, as effective, but things are changing. And I think hitting them um, in the box office is the most wrecked approach, but that social media presence and stuff um, goes a long way. Unfortunately, a lot of the big name studios are run by white males. So it's it's gonna be a slow progress, but it is changing. Um, and just don't support those racist ass movies. That's <laughs> always. But go see Black yeah. Panther. <laughs> yeah. And we'll go Sean. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. <laughs> um, I actually kind of pitched this to Stephanie earlier because we're roomies. Um, but so a friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a while, I don't really know what she's doing, but she made a post regarding actually something very topical to this being that there are some cosplayers who, while not doing blackface, will like go tanning, or they'll use, like, L'Oreal, whatever crap you put on your, to, like, tan or bronze or whatever, and she just got attacked from multiple people, then, of course, other people jumped in and said, oh, well, it's not, da-da-da. I'm just kind of throwing this out, like, what, where does that fall in this grand conversation? Like, when is the line crossed from being tanner than you usually are to being the ass? I already find tanning so weird. <laughs> yeah, tanning is pretty it's weird. It's just such an odd custom to me. But that is a really great question. Jeez. Um, <laughs> does anyone else have like um, a really good answer so, for this? Because I have no idea. About it, um, well, for the tan, is, is it tanning like in a tanning booth on purpose, or is it tanning? It's the middle of summer, and you like spending time outside. Yeah, I mean, you can't help yourself. Because we'll go you know, tanning then, booth on purpose, just when he's talking about like bronze. Yeah, right, you're, like, yeah. Trying to match Putting on bronzer and crap. Yeah, like if it's within the, a natural what? color, you can achieve. All right, I. I I, I personally hate um, tanning in that regard and bronzer and such because we vilify people for having dark skin and then at the same time encourage people to darken their skin. What the fuck? <laughs> Honestly. Vilify one and yet encourage it with others. Well, because one is a fad that you can fade away or wash off, and the other is inherent, and thus we yeah. can, you know, 
But it's also like before that, it was everyone wanted to be paler. I mean, it still yeah. goes on in Korea where it's like the more pale you are, the higher your status is perceived to be. So yeah. So no, I, I just hate that straight yeah. up. Yeah, I'm gonna say if the intent is to go tanning so you're darker for a cosplay, that's bad. If you're kind of just like obsessed with tanning, like a certain president of ours, <laughs> then that's kind of a psychological thing that you should probably work on. Yeah. Trump is cosplaying as a Cheeto. Yeah. There's, He's doing uh, great. I hate referencing Seinfeld because I don't find that show funny, but there was an episode where uh, Kramer fell asleep in a tanning bed. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember why he was tanning in the first place, but he got sunburned and he had a date with a woman who was African-American, and he was meeting her family, and her father said that he doesn't see a white boy, he sees a fucking idiot. <laughs> and that is pretty much how I see it, being a fucking idiot. So don't do it, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> cool, so I have a little bit of food for thought, Trevor, and then a question. My food for thought is, when you were mentioning Europe and giving them passes for blackface, like, don't. Because I'm an immigrant from Romania. We were under Russian occupation in my mother's lifetime, communist regime in my lifetime. Russian Europe is the worst. Like, they don't give a shit about anyone, so don't give them passes or anything ever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Western Europe is, you know, yeah. Took a turn. My question, though, is, so you mentioned blackface as far as, like, coloring your skin, but what about costumes like Michonne from Walking Dead, who has dreads? There's a lot of issues with hair, and white girls, like, I don't know, maybe the Kardashians, who are doing cornrows and bullshit, and appropriating culture in a way that's not the skin, but another very culturally relevant um, thing. So what are the thoughts around if a white person, an Asian person, somebody with not hair that would naturally dread putting on a wig, so I was involved on my Facebook the other day in what turned into a dumpster fire. All right, I'm just going to put that straight up. Yes, yes, there are screenshots. Um, I didn't really get into my thoughts on it because it turned into a dumpster fire pretty quickly. And uh, when it comes to hair... Um, my biggest problem with it is that natural hairstyles for some of us are vilified and then turned into this hot new trend when, well, when white people do it. And that is really disgusting. A couple of years back, or maybe it was last year, I don't know, time is getting, you know, a little more compressed now. Uh, but when the army said that uh, natural hairstyles for women who are African-American are no longer allowed. You gotta wear a wig or, you know, this. And we're like, no, what the fuck? This makes it even more dangerous. It makes it so that the uh, combat helmets do not fit right and will slide around. It takes longer to get ready, whereas our natural hairstyles are snug and secure and clean. Just let us do it. You didn't have any persons of color on the board when you were updating the uh, the uh, uniform manual. Um, you know, when it comes to locks specifically, uh, there are other cultures that have had locked hair. You know, the Jata of the uh, people from the uh, Indian region, uh, Pakistan and India, 
Um, when it comes to cornrows, that is mostly Afro and Af uh, African and Afro-Caribbean uh, historically, and that has become a fad among white people. Uh, I guess in short what I'm saying is take great care and be careful on what you're doing with it. If you're playing Michon, don't put in extensions just because you want to be Michon. If you're going to be growing out your hair and trying to lock it up, uh, make certain you're doing it for a really good reason that you're willing to be sticking with you do it for, just for a, a long time. Not just because you're doing it for a show, for a night, for, or for a convention weekend. You are way more charitable than I am. <laughs> I, I tend to be charitable, but I, I am okay with people locking up their hair personally. But it's also complex. I mean, there's also, I've known people, I some of my cousins are mixed. Uh, so their hair grows like mine. And they are as pale as their mother. And so they also get um, a lot of flack for having, you know, natural hair, even though it's blonde and red, because they look like they're white. And yes, they are passing, but that is how their hair naturally grows. So I tend to give people a bit more leeway, because Yes, you do have that passing privilege, but also I just your hair may grow that way. Hair is like such a small part of what makes us up also. like It can be a big thing culturally in certain cultures, but like sitting here, there's a lot of different hair, and we're all identifying as American except for that dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, upper North America. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like hair is part of culture, but I don't think it's the biggest thing. And like, as a mixed kid who has black hair and a white mom, like you were getting called out by your black cousins for having a white mom. So it's yeah. like, what? It's it's a little thing. But I want to hear your really uncharitable response. I have really uncharitable <laughs> responses, with a few exceptions. The white people who have dreads that I've met in my life, especially now, as opposed to like 10, 15 years ago when the internet wasn't really talking about it a lot. Uh, is that they've been really obnoxious people who also are really into cultural appropriation of Asian culture. So like, I always say that Asians aren't fucking magic. So we science. And when you say like herbs are how Eastern people do things, like no the fuck it's not. So, and a lot of the people, I guess it's like a square rectangle thing, but almost every white person with dreads that I've ever had the misfortune to have a conversation with, <laughs> promotes that shit. And so they're already promoting a really fucked up, irritating, like post-colonial condescending idea of Asian culture and knowledge. It's like part of hippie culture almost. Yeah. That. It's the hippie culture, but even more obnoxious because it's 2017. <laughs> so that's why I'm not charitable about it because with the exception of a couple people who I know well, like when I see a white person with dress, I'm like, mm, mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, my thing is, I really don't care what you do with your hair. Yeah. I honestly don't. And I don't think it's as big a deal as people are making it. Yeah. I have a different viewpoint. Like, the couple of people I met, white people with dreads I've met, have been really nice. One taught me how to play the violin. <laughs> and she was really cool. Like, I never had, like, a deep personal conversation with her because I was 12. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, maybe she was actually horrible. Um, I don't care what you do with your hair, honestly. <laughs> if you want to do dreadlocks, you go ahead and do it. You can deal with that mess on your head. 
I'm not involved, so you can just yeah. do whatever the hell you want. Just say if someone is calling you out when you have dreadlocks, you don't get to use them as an excuse. Oh, yeah. Yes, no. yes. We are not the sole arbiters because we are not monolithic. Yes, no, everyone is an individual. There's a difference between some people not caring and everybody not caring. And if one person says they care, then maybe you should at least respect that, even if you don't necessarily make a change. Like, don't be a douche in response. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> thank you all for coming to Fifty Shades of Blackface. And have a wonderful rest of your evening.